if if Brent Spiner in his data makeup walked down the street, <laughs> would you A think it was a cosplayer, B think it was a cadaver, <laughs> or C think it was Brent Spiner actually convincingly playing data in the year 2020? <laughs> I would think it was a cosplayer. Right? Um, I think I think he looks like he's wearing like a um uh, I saw some like uh, uh, YouTube tutorials to make your uh, COVID face mask uh, <laughs> look like fictional characters. So oh, I think Christ. he's just, <laughs> I think he's just prepared. <laughs> uh, Justin, do you have anything prepared for this? By the way, I do not. Engage. <laughs> 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 We are here, fellas. We're season one, episode ten, in in vitro sunum part two. Nope, nope, nope. Incorrect. Semper Tyrannis part seven. In utero. (laughs) Nope, nope. Every all the words you said were wrong. Uh, Et in Arcadia Ego part two, directed by Akiva Goldsman. Thumbs down. Teleplay by Michael Shaban. Thumb in the middle. Story by Michael Shaban and Akiva Goldsman, thumb in the middle, pointing down. <laughs> That's a good ranking system you got going there. Uh, yeah. Do we know what that means? Normally, I'm the nerdy language dude, but do we know? Is that anything? At in? No, I don't know. I I'm sh- I. It looks like Latin. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I'm actually I'm gonna Google it right now. What does this shit mean? Because to me, it's just <laughs> Latin nonsense, which TV writers like putting in there. Oh. Huh. Huh. Uh, the Arcadian Shepherds, a 1637 painting by Nicholas Poussin. It depicts a pastoral scene with idealized shepherds from classical antiquity gathered around an austere tomb. So there's apparently, a, and I guess there's meaning behind this painting. You know, I, uh, I uh, once wrote a really pretentious song that was meant to be like a funeral dirge. And I too gave it a, a terrible Latin uh, name uh, that I uh, hate, and it's something you should never do. And I feel like it's a lazy uh, cop out. Uh, do, do you call it what That's every true. TV writer calls their episode of television when they can't figure out what to call it, which is tabula rasa? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I should have. Now that you mentioned it, <laughs> I think there were five TNG episodes called that. <laughs> I think there were actually. Uh, there's a Justice League Unlimited episode called that. Like mm-hmm. every other like weird ooh sort of ooh detective drama. Yeah, I referenced Moriarty in the last episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, no spoiler. We're we're uh, recap show. That's how Data wound up. He wound up like Moriarty, just living in a box, that's, living in a that's uh, true. A matrix of software, basically, and that was his. Was that supposed to be? Because it looked to me, and he was wearing some of the same stuff he was wearing. That looked like it was supposed to be the two to one Baker Street mm-hmm. study, yeah. That he would go to yeah. in his Sherlock Holmes adventures, and I, he was wearing kind of the the robe. I believe that's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. And, and anyway, let's. Let's, let's get, get, get into it, it, guys. There's a, there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about. 
Yeah, when, there's when a lot of stupid stuff that made me laugh. Uh, we start picking up with uh, Narek, our boy, well, uh, Gaius Lannister. Before that, even. Uh, uh, I need to remember on I'm on camera. I just mindlessly started adjusting myself. I need to remember there's a camera. Uh, so. uh, Tom's balls were in the wrong place, ladies and gentlemen. And now they're just, they're in a good enough place. Uh, so... Yeah. The recap was a season recap at the head of this episode, and I feel mm-hmm. like it could have stood in for 90% of what we had to sit through <laughs> over yeah. these past few months. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm sorry, Frank. We're with we're with Narek. We're with Narek, our boy Narek, who, uh, a.k.a. Guys Lannister, uh, a.k.a. Hugh Grant Romulan, uh, who has escaped the prison with the synthetics after he... Uh, killed maybe that one girl with a bird jammed right in her fucking eye uh and he goes back to the reclaimed board cube and finds his uh sexy sister who is actually his sister apparently oh yeah we've we've gone back and forth as to whether or not this woman is her sister because she keeps fucking grabbing his dick Uh, no, no. So we found out that um he was adopted, adopted. But, I, but I think I think both of them were adopted. They were both adopted. Okay. But, yes. But this this um this was the most uncomfortable scene between the two of them because it seemed not just sexual but emotional. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's the thing. And here here is what one thing I liked about this episode a lot is I think this actor is finally given stuff to do mm. as an actor and his character finally had like they gave this person a character in the very final episode like he had things that we should have known about yeah that were thrown off in lines of dialogue yeah he's so like, when he's yeah like i found it i found the chosen one me the black sheep remember how i was the black sheep the whole time yeah so black sheep, i need the, this the, apparently he calls himself the Jatvash dropout and it's like wait why didn't you talk about that ever? Yeah, yeah. Why do you talk about that ever? Like we've had so much television that you could have talked about that, and it's like, oh well. I actually, I, I don't think he was ever giving a bad performance in this show. I just didn't know what his character was, yeah. and now that he has a character in this episode, this guy was giving a, I think, doing a really good job. How old is I, this I, guy? By definitely, way? yeah. I think he's doing a, a great job, but uh, as with a lot of the characterizations on the show, uh, it's. I, he, it was fine. He was fine. He played yeah. his part. It it was it was. Well, considering good. what is about to happen to sexy sister Romulan, it, like <laughs> her entire arc had comes to nothing, because yeah. uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so there's a but, really sweet moment as he's sort of skulking into the board cube. Board cube, by the way, landed right side up. That was pretty lucky. I said, I thought the same literal exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> six Why ways it can land. <laughs> and it yeah, landed on ow. the right side. Well, that happens with dice, I guess. Yeah. No. Snake head roll to snake eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as he's sneaking in, there's Narek and Seven sitting, and they're kind of waxing about the the XBs and how they're they have no home and no one loves them and shouldn't wouldn't they be better off dead? And then Seven's like, would I be better off dead? Uh, yeah. And then. He's like, no, because I'd miss you because I'm a sweet little murdering baby boy and I'm just adorable. I'm going to cut your face off. Give me a hug. Yeah, he's literally never been a character on this show. And like, 
again, they were trying to jam a character in when, like, for a little bit, he was Drax from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and mm. maybe what they should have done was stick with that, but now he's kind Mario of a, a Seven of Nine's baby boy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a little like, baby boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can, can we put in a clip from the Chuck Berry song? <laughs> I, I've got I, I've got thoughts on the I think the next episode we're going to talk about like the season as a whole and what we thought. Uh, spoiler alert! I don't think this character was necessary to the show whatsoever at all. It would have been a better show without him. Should have just put Utterly a phaser useless. to his head and get it over with. Uh, I feel I was correct in hating the episode where he was introduced. Uh, but the only gift that that episode gave us was Picard dressed like Hannibal Lecter. Um, That's true. Um, all, all that being said, I like the car- I, I like the guy. He's cute. Oh, He's- yeah. He would be more at home in another show, probably. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I might start watching Star Trek Discovery now that I have this fucking CBS All Access thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to see what it's like. Uh, I think you should get I, a spinoff, I, the Elnor Adventures. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, do something else with him. But he did not fit on this show. Elmer uh, moves to the city. Uh, so, yeah, she says, you know, would I have been better off just killing myself? Maybe I should just kill myself like a teenager. Um, and then we go back to the synthetic compound where, you know, everybody's in prison. Picard's all imprisoned and Allison Pill is imprisoned. Uh, and all the synthetics are like, hey, let's activate this beacon thing. And uh, activate the beacon that will summon the synthetic gods from beyond the stars, which, spoiler alert, comes to nothing. Absolutely no. nothing. No. They let's, are. Are we doing this now? <laughs> do you want to do this now? No, let's wait. <laughs> okay. We'll wait. We'll wait. I don't think any of us um, are happy with how that went. No. I, well, I, I've got it. Complicated thoughts on it. So, okay. so where where are we at now? Is Allison Pell talking to um, a Brent Spiner? Allison Pell is talking to Brent Spiner, I believe. Yes. And isn't it great that you're like their mother? <laughs> Don't you enjoy being their mother? And then, and Take then we, we care get Allison, of them like you're their mother. And then we get Allison Pill psyching herself up, which is fully like a third of the screen time in this show. But she's like, "You can yeah. do it. You can do it. Everything's gonna be okay." <clears throat> How do you know everything's going to be okay, Allison Pill? Has anything about what's happened so far given you even the faintest glimmer of hope that anything will ever be okay? Well, yeah. well, yes, because she was able to get away with murder. She murdered a man. <laughs> everything's going okay for her. And then she, she ripped the fucking eye out of the uh, the fucking uh, dead chick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she she murdered a man, and let let's get to it, people. Get away with it. Yep. nothing yeah. happened. Nothing to her for at killing. all. A character from the Star Trek, the next generation. If I were Rios, I, I would be definitely uh, keeping one eye open at night if you catch yeah. my meaning. She's a black uh, widow. We also, we also have Rios and Rafi uh, repairing La Serena with this weird psychic repair device. That was a which dumb is scene. stupid. It, it, and it, later on, it um, fully just becomes a... Um, Sonic I screwdriver. guess it would be a Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah, he, so so Tom, Tom is also referencing the Sonic Screwdriver from Doctor Who, which is occasionally used as a sort of Deus Ex Machina on that show. 
Uh, not nearly to the extent that this is used. Uh, <laughs> so it's like the Ocarina of Time mixed with the sonic screwdriver. Uh, and it's a nice big old uh, spatula of spackle to pave over plot holes that wind up with, being irrelevant anyway. Which, uh, by the way, I sh my one comment on this scene where he's using the psychic thing to repair La Serena is that the character actually says, and I don't know if you guys caught this, he says, I caramba. Did he? No. <laughs> yes, he does. No, you're fucking, you're fucking. I'm not you. lying. He says, he, it gets, it starts repairing. And he very softly says to himself, I caramba. Yes, he does. Okay. I, 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 spoiler alert. I like this episode. Fuck this too. episode now. <laughs> he says it. Fuck this show. The, the only thing he should have said was, ouch. <laughs> Because it starts glowing Jesus. like fucking E.T.'s finger. Jesus No, Christ. but he's he literally says, I caramba, which is two steps away from Yokiero Taco oh, Bell. Oh, god damn it. I'm sorry. I, I, I have to say, with uh, with Rafi, um, all of her anything was pointless and <laughs> pointless. stupid. Uh, utterly pointless. Utterly pointless. Yep. However, and I don't think the actress is very good, but this no. is... She she shines when she's this kind of character. This the scene besides being stupid and just there to set up the sonic sc uh, screwdriver for later on. Um, mm. The scene uh, the scene worked for me. It's they're well. They're, can they're I, can I just bring together. up a thing which is like the scene was kind of labored. They could have gotten it over with quicker, given that it was what it was. But they fixed the ship. The ship has power, and then Nerik comes, uh, and they decide to grenades. team up to destroy the thing or whatever, and they bring in Nerik, and they're talking at the table, and then for some reason, later that night, they decide to have a camp out, out in the rain, even though yes. there's a giant spaceship <laughs> no, with holodeck. No, no, before that, there was, there was a, a thing about the scene that I loved, because it was ridiculous. Uh, Rafi and and him are are in the ship, and they hear uh, this banging sound. And he says to Rafi, "I know, I that. know that sound." <laughs> and then they go out and see that that Garrick is throwing rocks at the ship. Yeah, why does he know the sound of rocks being thrown at his ship? Yeah, what does that line mean? What does it? What the fuck does that mean? Is they're just planting <laughs> seeds, man? They're just planting seeds to reap later. Uh, yeah, I also think Narek that uh, Narek was pretty good in this scene too, where he's like, "Man, I've got fucking grenades on me. If I wanted to, I can blow your whole ship mm. up and I'm throwing rock." This um, the scene was cute. The scene, yeah, yeah, I liked these it. Cute dumb characters interacting with each other, like, "Hey, dickweed, <laughs> we have to go blow up that yeah. transmitter." Oh yeah, asshole. I Dude. liked it. Um, so one thing I liked was. <clears throat> we finally get an explanation, and this is where we get very Battlestar Galactica, and we also get very hacky with a line that reeks of Akiva Goldsman that Narek says uh, when he's talking about, like, hey, so here's what we think will happen if the synthetics come to power. We think it's going to be fucking crazy. Uh, people, they'll be fucking eating babies in the street. It's going to be nuts. It sucks ass for everyone involved. And that's why we don't want it to happen. It's just a bad fucking time. Suck shit. It's like the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020, like all up in here, because uh, that shit already happened. Uh, it's like almost going to be as bad as that. That shit went real bad. Um, God damn it, Frank. 
<laughs> and he says, uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's not a prophecy. Like, people keep calling it a prophecy. It's history. It already happened once. Mm-hmm. And the problem is history repeats itself. What's that about? How do we know it already happened once? What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but I think I think the idea is, like, when you get high up enough in Romulan society, you learn the truth, which is that shit already happened. And I think they, gotta, just, they found a DVD copy of uh, Terminator 2. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they saw the, the skull beach scene with the skulls exploding. Uh, yeah. Um, or no, maybe, well, maybe their version of that history was like they were reading like misremembered texts of 2020. The president was a fat man. Who loved a, a substance called McDonald's? All right, all right, right, all right. Frank, Frank's wiling out. So after the, so, so. Uh, the the camp sing story ghost story time, uh, we 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 see the uh, Romulan invasion fleet coming. Be- before we get to that, right? just with that campfire scene. Now Star Trek doesn't really do this, but. I thought that scene should have been the first scene of the series. Mm. Hmm. That'd be interesting. And, yeah, and, then, right. and then it would go back in time before. And you know what I mean? That would have set up everything perfectly, but we, we got it right at the end. Oh my God. This is ghostbusters. It just dawned on dawned to me. It's fucking Gozer Destroyer being summoned by the fucking Keymaster and the Lockman. And it was the fucking Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man crawling out of an anus uh, in the sky. Choose the form of the Destructor. Uh, anyway, uh, so I'm not sure if this is before or after the campfire scene, but they're talking about their plan to blow up the transmitter. And Narek's got these grenade things, but they can't smuggle them in. So they decide to hide the grenade inside of a fucking soccer ball. And I immediately got excited because I thought there was going to be a fucking moment when there's chaos and fucking Rios breaks away and fucking Ronaldo fucking bicycle kicks it into the fucking thing. So you're also you're glossing over how they get the soccer ball into the synthetic camp is Rios is holding the soccer yes. ball, which we know to be full of grenades. Yes. And, and, and the robot and, says to him. Yeah. And a bro robot says, hey, hey bro, you play? You play? <laughs> <laughs> and Rio says, yeah, man, I love it. <laughs> what? <laughs> My mind immediately started turning up. What is the scenario? Like, is it going to be like a penalty shot? Is there going to be like one synthetic who's like the goalkeeper that he like fakes out? And <laughs> Let's go even farther back as to is Brent Spiner teaching these robots how to play soccer? <laughs> uh, all of you male robots. You have to play soccer, with my beautiful bride robot. Uh, you, you Frank, have I love to provide you... me with soccer. <laughs> I love that you've moved on to a Brent Spiner impression. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're gonna get more of my Picard later. 
You're just going to recreate the conversations they have. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how they sneak a soccer ball full of grenades into the synthetic camp. Uh, okay, so in between here, Brent Spiner is uh, trying to repair the dead synthetic's uh, damaged eye. Uh, and he sees, he's looking through the, the last thing recorded by her uh, little ocular implant, her eye. And he sees Narek twist her around, but the person who kills her is Sexy Soji. Mm-hmm. Sexy like Soji. Jams it right in her eye. So, 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 so for the, the second time in this episode, characters immediately switch alliances. <laughs> immediately. Uh, and one plot line is resolved. Toot sweet as well. <laughs> as soon as that happens. Uh, so they are building the fucking thing. They're getting ready to build the beacon. Narek is saying, no, no, Soji, don't do it. Don't do it. Rios has got the thing full of the grenades that he tries to throw at the beacon. Soji goes, nah, fuck you. I'm going to throw the grenade into the air. Shit starts popping off like crazy. De- and then Brent's... I'm sorry. Brent, Brent Spider comes in and just deactivates the villain. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I, I think... Wait, did that happen? Because I missed that. Yeah, so, he literally yeah, no, no. just turns her it's off before everything panic. goes nuts. And Jesus. Uh, sexy Soji... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know, walks up, and then Brent Spiner goes up to her... And it's like, you're, you're, no, I'm going to try. You're no better than we are with all the murdering and the killing. Oh, you're just like us. Oh, you can't be trusted. Uh, and then he just fucking turns her off with his fucking Rohypnol fucking tablet. Uh, uh, this is where I store my bad wives. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Soji gets roofied by uh, by Brent Spiner. <laughs> yes, you're laughing, but you're not doing it audibly. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, so shit starts popping off. And do you think the network made them change it so that the soccer ball just opens and the grenade flies toward it? Do you think there was an original take where uh, uh, a lone mariachi trumpet sounds and uh, oh, Rios no. uh, <laughs> jumps into the air and heads it into the uh, transmitter? Uh, Speedy Gonzalez uh, runs into the frame for two seconds because we're going to get real offensive? Uh, possibly. Um, but, oh, damn. They fucked up. The soccer ball, the no more grenades for the uh, uh, the beacon. The beacon's gonna get full on. And as that happens, the Romulan fleet fucking flits into the screen, which looked really fucking cool. That yeah. did kind of a, a tonal. All right, so this episode had a lot in it that reminded me of Star Wars. A lot yeah. of the mechanics of it reminded me of Star Wars. I didn't realize that Star Trek ships kind of uh, farted out of warp mm-hmm. like they do out of hyperdrive. In fact, they show them like traveling and they're traveling through like light tunnels of flashing lights. I'm like, isn't that hyperspace? That's not warp drive. I don't seem I to think, recall that. I think we see the Enterprise coming out of warp uh in a similar fashion in the show it didn't look the same because the effects weren't the same but i think that was like the idea yeah yeah i don't know it's just i i feel like we never we never i think to save money they just never showed the enterprise dropping out of warp 
or like when they when they would it would be still traveling at, at some obscene speed on its impulse engines and you just saw the stars stop streaking or something along those lines yeah um, but anyway like uh, there were a lot of mechanics of it like the the big sp space battle between the uh the orchids and the Romulans kind of had shades of the Clone Wars, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, however, we, should say, we should say in the meantime, Picard has been busted out of his cell by uh, mm -hmm. Allison Bill. And they are aboard La Sirena, and they confront the entire Romulan fleet. Can we can we talk about how Allison Pill just yanks the fucking eyeball out of this poor dead robot? <laughs> and fucking but she's supposed to, to the... be her mother. And she's just like, uh, I'm not your fucking mom. And uh, yeah. rips her <laughs> She calls him an out. asshole. She goes, I'm not their fucking mother, asshole. And it's like, okay, dial it back. This guy turns out to be pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Picard is on La Serena with uh, Allison Pill. And he has a line of a, let me see if I was observing Rios closely enough. And he... Uh, <laughs> Starts piloting the ship, uh, and they get into the air, and he's like, I'm trying to pilot the ship without crashing. <laughs> Damn it, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, he gets, uh, um, he gets Soji on the line, right? On a Skype call, Zoom call, because we yeah. all do Zoom now. Um, <laughs> so he's Zooming with Soji, and he's like, I will show you that's. I lead by example by giving you my life. And like, what's Alice? <laughs> why why, don't we, why was he Bella Lugosi? <laughs> <laughs> I think mine has a, a like a, a core that is accurate. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Justin thoughts. You're on tie break this. <laughs> I I'm, I'm sorry. I have to side with Tom on this one no. at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I can never But in reality, I win. Hia. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so he's. Uh, I'm outside in uh, that, uh, that shit. Echo. He's on La Serena, and uh, they make reference to the Picard maneuver, a thing we uh, learned about in season one of TNG. Mm -hmm. I liked that. I like uh, yeah. where where she was like, didn't you use the Enterprise to make it seem like it was in two places at once? And he goes, no, no, it was the Stargazer, and it was a very long time ago. Yeah, he turns uh, into a fucking nerd, right? He's like, uh, <laughs> no, that was actually the Stargazer. <laughs> turns into us if we were on this show. <laughs> I wish we were. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be way better. I, um, uh, let me let me say let me say we're skipping over some stuff, but. I think at this point Picard has has given a speech to Allison Pill and it's a very Picard speech and it's beautiful and it made oh, me cry. Great. I don't remember it at all, but it made me cry. Um It was very good. Mhm. Mm um so she says, "Well, maybe this this sonic screwdriver thing that can create multiple images of something for some reason and it also creates Justin Spank Bank by the way." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, Allison Pill creates multiple versions of her own face, um, so I'm not I'm not going to get another chance to say this, and this is something that I've said uh, not on the pod, uh, and I, we're we're not going to have another chance to talk about this season, and who knows if there will be a second season. But uh, I want to point out that Allison Pill, I think, has a passing resemblance to our own Frank McDevitt. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> yeah, just so, something in the shape of the face and the eyes. I, you know, I'm sure you would be a very pretty girl, Frank. Uh, but I, okay, I guess I'll take that as a compliment. And now I feel weird. <laughs> Subconscious <laughs> desires being revealed. Justin, Justin, do you bank. have anything you want to say to me? You know it to be true, Frank. <laughs> Search your feelings. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It uh, also it also makes me look at you different, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it would. Yeah. I was imagining Frank psyching himself up. I do like the way she psyched herself up to try to kill herself. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, All right, so uh, let's do it. Let's do it real quick. Let's do uh, it. Fra- Frank is Allison Pill. <laughs> uh, Tom, you can be Garrick. Narek. Um, Garrick. Garrick. <laughs> uh, that's that's Narek's brother. Um, <laughs> Even less successful. He has he has a whole side series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has like a car dealership on. Uh... This is animated for some reason. <laughs> Voiced by Will Forte. <laughs> or wait me i don't know um so anyway no so picard gives a really nice speech where he's just like yes they are alive and they are superior now it's terrible because justin validated my impression uh <laughs> but uh they have not learned the reason they are alive uh, life is a right and a responsibility um uh, they are ch- they are children and they must learn by example <laughs> teach your children uh, well and then he's like i shall teach them by example by like, trying to sacrifice my own life and alice and pills and she has and no alice and pills yes. for some reason she didn't yes. do the math on that <laughs> she was like hey wait i'm in the ship too shut up hang you on. murdering dog woman yeah <laughs> hang on wait I actually I wanted there to be a moment of like oh, wait hold on can I just get off the ship first then yeah. <laughs> if that's the lesson um so they he does a sort of souped up version of the Picard maneuver by making multiple holograms of La Serena that uh have uh signatures they have uh uh the signatures that that read like a real ship so they get in front of the the Romulan fleet and Commandant O says all right before we begin, which I I thought it was cool when she was like commence planetary planetary cleanse, which mm. kind of makes you know like oh man, Romulans are up to some shit. Hold on, mm. drop drop the beat. The music's playing. Planetary sterilization number five. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but that was kind of the moment number of like five. What's number six? Yeah. Is that for yeah? Number I think number five is the worst one. Like number four, <laughs> <laughs> you you go five to one. Worst oh, of best. I see. Uh, and uh, it, it kind of reminded me of that line from the last episode where they were like, "So what do you guys do with your prisoners?" Yeah, let's change the subject. <laughs> we're we're doing some genocide shit. We're kind of the worst villains on the whole show. Um, so the, mm, tell that to the, the Cardassians. Oh, the Cardassians, baby. I hope we see him in season two, whenever that is. Um, the, uh, uh, the the Phantom Lacerenas engage with the Romulan fleet, and they're like, Oh no, we can hold out no longer. The, the space flowers are also dying. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we get over the score. This is the moment that, that wins the whole episode for me and validates the whole series. The little bit of the TNG theme. 
That's true. But, but, and then whoosh into the screen, all of Starfleet, and on screen, commanding Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Is Captain Will Riker Jonathan Frakes? Jonathan Frakes, he's Jonathan. in there. He's 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 doing his Riker lean. He yeah, he, he, has, he doesn't have a care in the world. <laughs> oh no! And he's, he's, he's he, back. He's a captain again for some reason. Uh, they just he, let him lead the whole armada. And it's just like commandant or captain or whatever they call you, you treacherous whore. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. He gets close. You ignorant uh, slut. <laughs> He's in charge of, I think the ship is called the Zhang K. That was that a, a detail, I guess. Yeah, the, he's captaining the ship called the Zhang K, and he goes, uh, yeah, so I'm commanding this ship, and it's the most advanced ship in the gal- the men's, men's fleet in the galaxy. Uh, you better, I, I hope you don't uh, engage us, but I pray that you do, because it's going to be fun as hell killing all of you people. Hold um, me back, bro. Hold me back. <laughs> and it's fucking great. It's awesome. It made me extremely happy in a way that is very hard to replicate it considering the current sta- circumstances. This fucking ruled. It, it was great. It was great. And and then we have um uh Picard has one of his episodes. Yes. He is dying. He yeah. will be dead very soon. He knows it. But he gets yep. on the on the Skype call with with everyone. Everybody's uh, listening in. And he's talking to Soji, and he says, "Hey, listen, listen, Starfleet's here. You know, the Romulans aren't going to do shit. It's over. You don't just shut down that fucking thing." And as this is happening, the mm. wormhole is opening up, uh. and, and and robot tentacles are coming out. <laughs> oh, the fucking! And, I called it with the fucking sentinels from the Matrix are fucking clawing their way out of the sky butthole to I don't know, like stomp everyone. I was I was holding out hope for a big purple suited Galactus coming in. <laughs> um. It, uh, well, well uh, they let's could know. have done. They could this have was, done so many things. It let's was, talk about it. Let's, let's this, talk about it. So, okay, I was holding out hope. This was the least Star Trek option in the world. It was also the least consequential because it was just a random, scary monster mm. thing. You know, it was thing like a, that means nothing. Exactly, yeah. and it's like it. I was, I was kind of hoping. That the Romulan Armada's there, ready to fucking kill everyone, and Starfleet's there, ready to sacrifice their lives. Um, by the way, small little thing with the Romulans. So Riker's like, nothing would make me happier than phasering your ass to kingdom come. Uh, and then uh, Chairman O or whatever is like, uh, <laughs> reset phasers to attack starfleet now if she actually believed as a member of the jat vash that she was preventing the apocalypse i think she would c- attack the planet anyway and sacrifice her mm-hmm. life romulans are very duty bound i thought it was a bit weird that she changed tack to attack starfleet anyway what i was hoping would happen was they're there to kill everyone starfleet's there to you know prevent that and then the super sentience emerges from the sky butthole and is like Hello. It's like Mr. Burns from the episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. I bring you love. And Kill like, it. 
like he it's like q or something it like thinks and all of a sudden all the uh weapons have turned off and it thinks yeah, and like everybody on the planet is beamed into like a central like that would have been more star trekky you know what i mean hello picard yeah, yeah exactly Ooh, that would have been a twist there, uh, it says, hello picard this is q. Been- <laughs> q <laughs> this has been quite a game picard um, I am. <laughs> Dude, yes. imagine Jonathan, John Delancey fucking ripping into the new crew. Remember the way he used to mock the old crew on TNG? You know what yeah, I mean? Man. They're like barely noticeable character traits. Imagine him going, oh, and Rios, you raffish character. Uh, I shall give you and what you want. Rios. Rios, it, you offensive stereotype. I will give and, you a and, sombrero. Yeah, yes, and Q uh, shows up in his first outfit from <laughs> uh, from TNG as a mariachi man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, that would have been so much better, but instead we got spooky, scary tentacle. <laughs> now, 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 this th- that was completely non Star Trekky. So, Mike. My cat had worms once, and uh, <laughs> that's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, it was just like it was, and it was such a. It was just so it, it let the air out of the balloon of like the the sentient uh, uh, androids from beyond the stars. This greater intelligence that is beyond everything. You know, it's beyond everything, Ed Tom. Like that. Like this thing that should drive you fucking crazy to mm-hmm. consider it, which is what we're told happens to these Romulans. Yeah. Um, it's just some spooky tentacles. It's not yeah. like the Borg or Q which, or which. You... <laughs> it wouldn't have been good if it was the Borg, but it would have threaded a needle. Yeah, it would have. Now all the Borg stuff I liked and was interesting, but and it then also, it came to nothing. It, yeah, it had nothing to do with the central plot, whatever. And then Hugh had to die. We didn't nothing. talk. We didn't talk about that of uh, <laughs> Seven of Nine. Uh, uh, this Ooh, is Spartaing. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, let's get there. So before all this happens, Seven of Nine fights a uh, sexy Romulan sister lady. And let me and- tell you, it was. Hot. <laughs> was, I didn't want to call it a cat fight. fight. It was a pretty good fight scene. Uh, she calls uh, Seven of Nine Annika, her human name again. She says, oh, poor little Annika assimilated when you were a child. Uh, All you got for Christmas the, was fucking turned into assim- a toaster. <laughs> and Seven of Nine repays the favor by saying, literally saying, this is yeah. for Hugh. This is what I have left to live for. Yeah. And kios her off of a, <laughs> yeah. a platform. <laughs> like it fucking was goo- Palpatine. <laughs> it was goofy. I loved it. It made me cry. <laughs> I also enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, because fuck you yeah, cry this is this for episode. you. <laughs> I, I also enjoyed it. This is for you. She should have done uh, that. She was Akiva Goldsman for killing him like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But okay. So with the um the space butthole with the robot worms coming out, that was completely non Star Trek. But. Yeah. Picard makes his case to Soji. She shuts the thing down. Uh, it sucks back up. It puckers back up. Um, and the Romulans see that they've lost. And I think because so much of this episode has been so Star Warsy, uh, so 
uh, uh, blue laser in the sky marvelly mm. that it heightened the fact that this was bear in mind there is a huge armada on either side of of warrior ships this was the most star trekky thing and i loved it that picard made his moral argument and won Mm-hmm. And there is no great major space battle. Everyone just goes home. Everyone Everybody? just goes home. And I, we got some that like, is core Star Trek shit where he's just like, uh, Riker's like, I'm here from the Federation to protect this system under the Treaty of Algernon. Uh, we, we have made first contact and blah, blah, blah. Like some like core early Star Trek. Deep Star Trek. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like. Like some some guy was just like ah yes uh, section seven subcode forty eight. <laughs> that was you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, shut up. That's that's when <laughs> I finished. Uh, but I I I love that because it yes this is Star Trek. Star Trek is boring <laughs> yeah. and 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 beautiful. I I I really loved that they had the wherewithal to. There wasn't even like any action, mm. you know. I mean, watching the Romulans fuck up those flowers was kind of intense. It was it was intense and it was it was really cool. But no, it's. I think I think uh, this scene dealt with the uh, the complaint that a lot of people had about the Federation. Mm. That the Federation is corrupt and and has fallen apart, and it's no, 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 no. There, there was this insidious uh, uh, thing within there, but it came to light, and the Federation is as utopian <laughs> as we yeah. used to believe it to be. The Federation knows what's happening, and they are putting an end to it now. And and I, and that's very Star Trekky to me, and I I appreciate it. I don't think yeah. they made enough out of that fact that this was the big redemption for Picard and the morals that he represents and the Federation mm-hmm. as a whole. The ship had been righted. We got a hint of it when the lady tells him to fuck himself and then says she's going to come help. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, we get a little bit of it here and they say it, but it just kind of feels empty. It doesn't really land that yeah. sort of one of the main arcs of the entire season resolved in a positive way for Picard. He was redeemed before he died, and everything he represented was redeemed, and yet it didn't really land for some reason. Yeah. Because yeah. we're well, fucking I'm... talking about the fucking space butthole. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, they, uh... Yeah, there was, there was a lot going on in this episode, so I feel like that got a little bit lost, especially when we get, because, like, that happens before another big thing happens, so we're going to talk about the other big thing. Which is, for all intents and purposes, Jean-Luc Picard dies. Yes. Yeah. He dies of uh, space dementia right there on the planet. And Mm. you see inside of the sort of interstellar matrix, whatever they call it, he's in a room. He's in a sort of a dark study. uh, And he says, oh, no, not another dream. And... Frank, uh, you do your Brent Spiner. I'll do the uh, the Patrick Stewart. <laughs> and uh, Data says, uh, "Captain, do I often feature in your dreams?" 
I've dreamed of you every night for 40 years. <laughs> uh, and a great detail here is Brent Spiner is dressed in the uniform he was dressed in in Star Trek Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Because he says, are you also dressed in the clothes you were dressed in on the day that you died? Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, shit. It's like from Star Trek Nemesis. And he's like, yeah, so B4, we put my brain in for some reason. That didn't work out. We just got rid of B4. Bye, everybody. <laughs> um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, also, I kind of died for real, but I also didn't, because my consciousness is in here, in this hard drive, um, and he says to him, basically, uh, hey, man, uh, did you love me, after some mumbo-jumbo talk, and he says, yes, Data, I did love you. Uh, do you <laughs> and, love me? And Data says... I loved you too, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he says, like, I seem to recall that a small but still substantial part of my memory was of you loving me, Captain. <laughs> that was my yes. data impression. It was pretty shitty. Um, um, yeah, and so he says, as, so as Picard is waking up from this dream state with him and Data, he's getting ready to leave, and Data has one more thing to ask of him, which is, just get rid of my consciousness. Kill me and complete my arc. His arc was always to be human, to experience human life as it was meant to be experienced, which, we, as we are to understand, includes death. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he, is what he ultimately wants. Maybe he wouldn't feel that way if they didn't put him in a fucking room, a single room (laughs) floating in space where everything's painted black. I would want to fucking die after fucking 30 years of that too. (laughs) Data for for 20 years has been (laughs) self-isolating. It's been driving. I've been doing what they were doing in 2020 and it drives me fucking crazy. (laughs) And the fact that the last thing I was in was in that shitty movie with Tom Hardy. It sucks. I just keep watching the Tiger King over and over. <laughs> By the way, that oh, you've been watching the Tiger King in my uh, brief, in my brief moment of death. I was also watching Netflix Entertainment. <laughs> Toss a coin to your Witcher. Did you watch that show, Data? It was pretty good. <laughs> That's a Joe Exotic. He was fucking crazy, man. Right. <laughs> So did you really uh, feed her husband to the tiger? Do you I really think so? It seems like she did. I don't think they. I don't think they made a solid case. I don't even know why they put that in there. I actually agree with you, Justin. I don't think they made it. So- <laughs> I, I, I also want to point out: up until the door is opened and light is shining on Data's face. He looked so much better in this episode than in the better. previous episodes. Yeah. And then light was shined on his face and he like, looked Ooh. like shit. The yep. only thing um, they, they really fucked up was the fake hair they put on him. They put the hairline way too far down. I mean, Brent yeah. Spiner was a middle-aged man during Star Trek. His hairline, yeah. he, he looked like he looked like a, a freaking corpse in a casket here yeah. with that mm-hmm. fake hairline. Uh, yeah. and you'll notice that they, they framed their shots not to include it on the close-ups. Um, so yeah, Data's but, been living in this thing, and he makes this speech about uh, death giving life meaning, which eh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and <laughs> we'll all see soon. Who and knows? Like, no, Captain, you are not a simulation. We took your brain print, and you're still conscious for some reason. Uh, sure. Uh, now, okay, 
there's a great video by an educational YouTuber, CGBPQ, whatever, Gray. Anyway, he's very famous. Look it up. And it's, it's the problem with transporters. And there's a really strong argument that every single time that somebody transported in Star Trek, they were killed. And then mm. a doppelganger of them showed up on the other side that had no way of knowing that they just blinked into existence. <laughs> oh, like the prestige. Yes, yes. I haven't seen that movie, but it's it's the last Thursday uh, paradox well, or conundrum where you. Well, what 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 you don't see in Star Trek is that um, every time somebody transports, um, Miles O'Brien uh, drowns the person. <laughs> <laughs> yep, in a tub. In a tub, and then he he has to uh, uh, hide it in his quarters. <laughs> Guys, season season two. If you're listening, season two production crew of Picard. Bring back Colmini. Oh, bring That's him back. Keiko, my insane. Japanese wife. We make no sense as a couple, and yet we're married. We have a child together, apparently. Do you remember the episode where he tries to feed her, uh, like, uh, uh, ham and potatoes? And she's like, oh, it's so heavy. Just like, like me, Ma used to make. Oh, and, and, and she'd chop it up herself. You mean she would handle meat? Oy. Oh, yeah, that was exactly it. Um, but yeah, what were you saying, Justin? Oh, I saw Col uh, and Seberg, um, and he looks great. And it's a, that's a shitty movie. How was that? Awful. Oh yeah, I, it sounded terrible. That's the Kristen Stewart movie where she plays Gene Seberg. Yeah, I want to see a uh, TNT made-for-TV movie starring uh, Colmeany pretending to be American, and we got Donald Logue <laughs> pretending to be Irish as he often does, as he's wont to do. He does pretend to be Irish a lot. Now that you say that, that's weird. <laughs> And uh, he's a hard-boiled uh, police commissioner in in 1980s Cincinnati or something. I don't fucking know. Back to Star Trek. <laughs> okay, okay. Star Trek. Uh, uh, <laughs> Picard uh, died, but they put him into the um, uh, foreshadowed uh, robot body oh. from the last episode. Um, I was okay. I'm disappointed that um, Picard is a robot because because they. They already set up earlier in the season that um, uh, Riker and Troy's child died uh, because of the um, synthetic ban. And I thought they could have done something where, I don't know, they could have given Picard a synthetic brain that they put his um, memories in. But the fact that they put... made a whole robot body and now he's a robot but yeah. that that they've uh taken all of the superpowers out and he's gonna die when he normally would have died it was something that was way too complicated they well, could yeah. have they already set up that synthetics uh the synthetic ban is not just about synthetic humanoids it is there are so many things that um you can do with synthetics i thought that would have been so much more elegant and great that gets um, to something. Are- that gets to something. I think that was also kind of a missed opportunity and uh, kind of a missed thing, which is kind of like it seems like everything comes to nothing in this show. And yeah, instead of Riker just piecing out with the fleet and uh, them being left to deal with it, and then he dies, Riker misses his death. Uh, they should have had a moment where they acknowledged that these synths are light years ahead of everyone technologically hence mm-hmm. the the sonic screwdriver and 
synthetic mm. butterflies and the fact the self-assembling beacon uh you know what i mean like they they are crazy advanced and they should have had a moment kind of like at the end of the last matrix or something where it's like Riker getting ready to leave and it's just like i think we need to acknowledge that this changes everything it's going to be a whole new world and i'm excited to explore it i know you are think how good of a moment that would have been anyway yeah. And a, a, a way that would have something that would have dovetailed into that is sort of to demonstrate these spooky new powers that these synths have would be, you know, uh, sexy. Well, not sexy Soji. She's uh, turned off. Uh, but somebody at the robot compound fixing him with their yeah. miraculous technology that they have. Yeah. Uh, instead, now he's a synth, too. And now he's a. <laughs> they even kind of address it because he's just like. Ah, my gain is your loss, Dr. Soon. And Dr. Soon looks around like, oh shit, he's right. <laughs> I'm going to fucking <laughs> yeah. die now. That's a bummer. Yeah. That, 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 that fucking sucks because Picard is 90 in this. Right? 94. 94. And Sung is probably like Brent Spiner's age, so probably in his 60s. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's fucked because how, how much longer is Picard going to live? And, and they talk about that too because it's just yeah. like, oh, I, I wouldn't have minded another 10 years or another 20 years or I don't want to die. I'm so scared. And yeah, then they were the like, yeah, nope, it's going to be the same amount of time more or less. They, they play that as a joke, but like, like honestly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it would have been and, so much and, simpler if they just it could have also demonstrated, you know, the crazy synth community's abilities and how everything's going to change now and they just cure his fucking thing or maybe the omniscient uh, space butthole alien could have been I will grant you one wish yeah. and uh, <laughs> that could have fixed them they or, had options or, or, or they could have um, turned him into a synth with, um, with him dying at a um, his regular age and what if the other synths said, do that for us too. Because we already saw with Data, Data wanted to die, but but they don't touch on it at all that, no, the rest of these synths are immortal and going to live forever. Yeah. What if they learned from all of this and said, we want to uh, have that programmed into us as well. But they, they did nothing with that. So Picard's a fucking robot now. <laughs> so Picard's a robot who's, who's going to, who is 94 and is going to die at the age of 97. So he's got <laughs> three more years. <laughs> he's going to die at the end of season two of the show, whenever that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. And then, so one thing, am I going crazy or did literally nothing resolve with Narek? No, you're not crazy. I, I, <laughs> Was he on the ship with them at the end? He was not, as I recall. I could be wrong because they just do like a they do a crane shot. So I thought I was going crazy or I missed something. So I'm not going crazy and I didn't miss something. I I, I think they forgot about him. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I think they forgot about him like they forgot about um, the name of uh, Picard's brain thing, because I think they literally call it a brain abnormality. Yeah, they they don't call it uh, what is it, Girabonic syndrome, Tom? Yeah, this aromatic syndrome. Uh, also, his fucking sister fucking ate his, shit. His sister, <laughs> his sister died. Um, I guess, I guess, I guess he was um, taken prisoner by Starfleet because with um, Commander O, um, 
they were taken prisoner. No, they were uh, they were escorted out of Federation space. Oh yeah, no, yes, she le- yes, so yes, she yes. leaves Federation so maybe, space maybe voluntarily. Maybe the Romulans beamed them up. Maybe, yes. maybe. I, I mean, like, we... so the Romulans leave Federation space voluntarily. But here's the thing: there is no more Romulus. So how is there a Romulan Star Empire? Yeah, yeah. They they just kind of fucking didn't explain that too well either. Like this armada may have represented all that remains of the Romulan military. Yeah, yeah, uh, because like there's no neutral zone anymore, right? Like there can't be because there's no Romulus. Also, also, what did besides besides there not being a Romulus? Um, what did it have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, what what did what did the the Romulan uh, relocation effort really have to do with anything? Also, I feel like they missed an opportunity to have the Romulans. Their home is already destroyed. So the yeah. fact that they're trying to stop this technological apocalypse is kind of an altruistic thing because their home is already gone. They're trying to save the life of everyone else. And yeah. right. instead, they're just kind of cartoonishly bad baddies. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird because it felt like for a second they were eschewing the traditional characterization of the Romulans in the beginning of the show. And they were kind of doing, Let, let's show the Romulans in a more sympathetic light. And then they went back, and because the traditional bad guy Romulans are cool, they are. They're fun to watch because yeah. they're an interesting villain. They're like cunning, they're manipulative, they use spycraft, and they're assholes. Like they're cool. Um, so I think maybe they felt like they were missing something by having synth- like sympathetic Romulans. But something that the opening uh, preamble to the episode reminded me is like. I miss Picard's Romulan friends from his chateau, man, that they were nice characters. Yes. Which, which in our next episode, I have spoiler alert. I am, I'm working on a complete series rewrite that, that fixes this entire show. And I will, (laughs) I will, I will tell you that in the next episode, Uh, another Um, more satisfying ending for data's arc would have been that captain. I am just so lonely here by myself in this void. And Picard's like, you know, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mr. Data. You know, damn it. <laughs> you know. The- <laughs> so- Hello, Mr. Data. <laughs> so- <laughs> I'll be friends with you. I'll stay here with you in this That's void. what I'm getting to. I'm getting to. It's like, <laughs> I, I think yeah, I have baby. some friends for you. And then it's just Data surrounded by 17 uh, Rios. <laughs> it's all with different accents. <laughs> all having fun. <laughs> I thought, okay. you were gonna, I thought you were going to say it's Data surrounded by all the characters Brent Spiner played in the uh, Fistful of Data's episode. <laughs> no, okay, um, okay, okay. Sheriff Wolf. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's, let's get to the scene because I found it uh, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Data's... Data's... Um, Death, death him, yeah. him his getting... actual death, his do-over from Star Trek Nemesis. Everyone, yeah, mm. and he's. Uh, I'm going to start crying. Um, um, he's, um, he's, he's, he's wearing uh, a robe, and he's <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and he's, he's, he has an an, an aperitif. He's listening to music, and he's just uh, laying down. Um, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's yeah. beautiful. So he legitimately he lays down and he dies. And the here's here's my points off. 
because it's great. And Picard is reciting Shakespeare as this is happening. Yes, yes. Which is great. Uh, by the way, if you follow Patrick Stewart on Twitter, he is <laughs> recording himself reciting Shakespearean sonnets every day during the quarantine. Pretty yeah, cool. It's it's wonderful. Um, so Picard is reciting Shakespeare as he takes Data offline. Here is my knock. They do old age makeup to Data as he's dying, which on one level completes Data's arc of wanting to be a human being and go through the cycle of life. On another, the old age makeup looks better than Brent Spiner. <laughs> <laughs> so he fucking uh he he dies as if he chose the wrong uh, holy grail in the yeah. uh, <laughs> on the last crusade. He ages in fast motion, but uh, it's I, I took it to understand that once Picard started pulling out the chips like in two thousand one, a space odyssey, and turning da- uh, turning off the computer. Um, uh, he started going into, I don't know, some sort of death fantasy hallucination, and uh, Picard is there next to him, mm. holding his hand. Um, frankly, I, th- I think it should have been his only, the love of his life, uh, either Spot or that chick he dated on the Enterprise for about a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone with Spot. <laughs> oh, Spot should have been curled up on his lap. Oh. Yeah, oh, Jesus, that would have been worse. Oh, it would have made me cry. Uh, oh, oh, God. Remember when Spot was an iguana for some reason? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, and then uh, he he drifts off in, into oblivion, into nothingness. Yep. Um. And it's a great it's, moment. And, and I honestly, I, there are, there's a lot of, I love about this this series, but if if. Th- I think the whole series was worth that. I think it was a legitimately um, wonderful set off, uh, um, send off for a beloved character that we kind of um, inelegantly got years ago, but they they were able to kind of correct it, and and I so thought that was great. Card appeared by data. Sorry, you kind of cut it out. I didn't mean to talk over you. Uh, Picard appeared and was holding his hand and Data and Picard did have a relationship on the show uh, and I was joking about Spot and the chick but as I actually sit here thinking about it I realized that his best friend was Jordy. Yeah. 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 We, we, Th- that is an unsaid thing that I've been meaning to say on this podcast but I haven't. Where was he? Well, Where? Well, no, not, not, that's, not that but I don't really remember Data and Picard being that close. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were close. They were yeah. close. They were close. They, but Picard would always snap at him. He'd be like, "Yeah, what are the, the seventeen thousand positronic particles in the thing." He'd be like, "Shut up, Data." <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was more get, my get impression. To the point. <laughs> I will say they got closer in the movies. Um, true, 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 true. And there was that time that, that uh, uh, Data gave him a butt plug and some lube. <laughs> <laughs> and some lube and made him go to the bathroom. And then he walked in. Um, um, this just came to, into my mind. What if instead of the tentacle space monster, um, it was uh, uh, Will, <laughs> Will Wheaton and the Traveler? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> if, if they walked in. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's me. <laughs> Will Wheaton. I've been relegated to hosting the after show for this fucking television program. It's not like I was on the original show or anything. 
I'm just imagine how hard you would have fucking cried if Data looked around and they only brought them in for this one moment. Uh, the whole cast. There's Lavar Burton. Yeah. There's there's Michael Dorn. There's Gates McFadden, all looking lovingly on. And then there's there's Brent Spiner again as Nunyan Soon. Uh, mm. uh, there's a oh. Force Ghost of his mom. There's I'm coming from the dinner theater. And you know for a fact that the real vision he would have, honestly, would be Tasha Yar. <laughs> yeah, because they had sex. By the way, I was surprised they didn't bring back Tasha Yar Romulan to have sex. Denise Crosby yeah. Romulan, yeah. She gets like, Im- something horrible happens to that character, as I recall, right? Isn't she like imprisoned forever? I think She's so. into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, no, bring back fucking Denise Crosby. Who cares? What I realized from the Riker moment that filled me with untold amounts of joy. Just imagine Frank going, that is actually probably what happened. If you looked at me (laughs) watching, um, is that this show tried to strike a balance between old faces and new Mm -hmm. and it failed because we needed more old faces than new ones because they weren't good enough at writing the new faces. Yeah. Yeah. The old ones write themselves. That Riker scene writes itself. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs yeah. to say shit and it's yeah. Rikery and awesome. Yeah. Um, um, is there, is there anything else to talk about this episode? Yes. Uh, there so is. we, we so, get okay. the crane shot of the, of La Sirena. Right. So mm-hmm. Allison Pill comes in and plants a big old tongue kiss on Rios. I, I fucking hate that. Yeah. Uh, so they're a couple. And I thought Stupid. that he, he and Jerry Ryan had some chemistry when they were grieving uh, a little bit earlier. Except we see Jerry Ryan sitting with Rafi and then they mm-hmm. they lace their fingers together. They yeah. hold hands. What? Which, uh, do what? I think that would be have been a wonderful thing to see in the show for them to have written. I, I would have loved for, Yeah, I would have loved to have seen them meet before. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have loved for a writer to have had to have put pen to paper <laughs> and have willed that into existence at a time prior to literally the last second of recorded time on the show. Yeah. Hey man, you have to show, not tell. It's it's like the same sex uh, kiss in, um, in Beauty and the Beast, in the Beauty Disney and thing. the Beast, and um, the yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Oh, the Rise of Skywalker, yeah. Uh, uh, also, uh, on Law and Order, when they killed off, or no, they got rid of the blonde assistant district attorney, and literally her last line on the show is like, "Is this because I'm a lesbian?" And we're like, "Oh, what? yeah, I remember that." They had written in you had a boyfriend before. Right, yeah. And that she was having, like, wasn't one of her things is that she was having, like, rough sex with her boyfriend or something? No, that was just your uh, your dreams in middle school, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Uh, but, yes, I remember. As, uh, I, is it because I'm a lesbian? What? Why? Please, why explain to me. Why did they do that? Do we think? Uh, what, make the ADA a lesbian or make Rafi and Ryan No, make Rafi and... and and seven of nine lesbians. I have no idea. They I mean, spent I, I'm zero not opposed time. to it. I'm not opposed to it at all. Let's, and that would have 
that would have given, given a Rafi to clean up our act. Uh, they didn't make them lesbians. We have no idea their orientation. It just seems like they have an attraction to each other, and they're both yeah. Like, but e- either way, either way, even if it was just them sitting together, uh, it, like it does, it doesn't matter. They had nothing to do with each other. This <laughs> this, this entire series. show, they um, didn't uh, talk. Yeah, Seven of Nine and Space Legolas had a relationship. Yeah. I don't All they know. had to do was switch the people because there was this little montage where the synthetic butterfly flew around and saw everybody grieving Picard and all they had to do was to have Seven having her grief moment with Rafi and have Rios yeah. having his conversation with Elnor. Just switch those two and then there's some Absolutely. precedent for them, you know, having met as Justin says. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, it was it was odd, but what whatever. Uh, it, it tracks with with much of the rest of this series. Yeah. It's, if, it's a strange choice. What if they mm. left Picard dead and then La Serena took off, which I'm sorry, but I forgot to say this earlier, but when Alison Pill made the virtual fleet of them, it was Los Serena. Anyway. Uh, mm. uh, so... <laughs> Uh, uh, and so Picard's still dead and they're grieving and they're like, oh, I guess we should leave. And then Lost Rain, it takes off and then the butthole opens up, a tentacle comes out, crushes it, credits, show over. <laughs> yep. Uh, show over, but no, what we do get is... The most Star Wars moment of the entire uh, thing that, and, and it didn't bug me, but it was like, this is incredibly Star Wars where like they're, they have the crane shot and then it's just like, uh, do you want to say it? And he's like, oh, engage. And then... The La Serena flies up and it goes into warp, and then I was expecting. I think you mean engage. <laughs> I we we completely glossed over, and it made me sick to my goddamn stomach that earlier on in the episode we have Allison Pill say to Jean Luc Picard, "Make it so." Yeah. Oh, she does say that. Yeah. I hate it. Calm down. <laughs> I might be I, dying, but I'm not dead yet. I don't hate young that. lady. It was dumb. Sh- shut up, you murdering. <laughs> also, aren't we throwing you in jail? You killed someone. <laughs> nope, I'm taking you <laughs> to my watery grave. <laughs> uh, You're coming with me. Um, and that's so, it. That's it for Picard at, season one. End of yeah. series. Well, season. Season. He was supposed yeah. to. They were going to turn her in at the fucking Starbase, and then fucking the entire Starfleet Armada shows up, and, and then she's not arrested. Yeah, <laughs> so she, he, she here's murdered what I hope, someone. She murdered someone. So here's what I hope happens. Because the space station that they're supposed to turn her in at is Deep Space 12, mm-hmm. which is three down, mm-hmm. and it can't happen now because he's dead. <laughs> but what should happen is they get to Deep Space 12, and it should be... Well, I see you have brought uh, uh, me a, a new prisoner. It's me, the head of Deep Space 12, Sheriff Odo. <laughs> I'm going to keep her in my quarters where I'll sleep in a bucket. I'll sleep in a bucket because I'm made of liquid. <laughs> and then and Cisco here's comes my out deputy. and says, Woo! <laughs> Here, here's my deputy, Quark. <laughs> Are all the deep space stations abandoned Cardassian outposts like Deep Space Nine? I don't think so, but I hope so because I want Goldie Pot to show up on all of them. 
<laughs> Although, as I recall, he does not survive the end of Deep Space Nine. I could be wrong. I haven't watched the end of Deep Space Nine in forever. Uh, but, man. Oh, you know who should have came out the fucking wormhole is Captain Sisko. Yes. Oh, my God. I would have came in my pants. God damn it. What the, you had a million <laughs> options. It could have been It could have been Captain Sisko. God damn um, it. So I guess let's 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 what what do we think uh, a letter grade uh, I'll I'll start I think this episode was exactly like the entire series I've said it before uh I'll say it again now there's a lot of goofy dumb stuff there's a a lot of sloppy characterization uh they they move so quickly in some aspects um, and introduce new concepts uh, so often. Um, but the highs of the episode were Justin, really wonderful. Justin, are you going through a wormhole? Um, and I've, I've, I give this episode, uh, the episode, um, a, a B minus as a season finale and wrapping up the story. <laughs> uh, I give it a B minus as well. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of things I, I loved in it. Wait for the next episode when I fix everything. Uh, go okay. ahead. Somebody else. Uh, so we, we only on our ends, Tom and I only heard like two, uh, half a second of that. We heard you give it a B minus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am also going to give it a B minus trending towards a C plus, but it went from a C plus to a B minus because of the Riker scene that, mm-hmm. you know, it just I and it, it finally gave certain characters things to do. Like Narek is finally a character at the, the by the point time we get to this episode, like he is finally a person who has things and ideas and motivations. Um even though we forget what happens to him because they don't resolve it. Um, and there's lots of goofy, stupid shit. There's a lot of stuff that made me laugh, like uh, Seven of Nine key-eyeing sexy Romulan lady off the platform <laughs> uh, and killing her. That was pretty awesome. Uh, but Picard is a robot now, question mark? I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, so I am going to go with B-. This It is an encapsulation of this series, which is uh, a real mixed bag. There's uh, a lot of good stuff and a lot of really stupid stuff uh, in there, and you kind of have to sort through and pick through it. This reminds me of something I would write. (laughs) 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 A lot of of good ideas, lots of enthusiasm. Clearly, there's a lot of, like, intelligence and and creativity behind this, but it's just really sloppily executed. And, like, there's some, like, spelling mistakes and, you know... um, so you know it had potential to be so much better it kind of it was a good ending to the story that was set up in part one but uh and it it was it was thrilling and uh as an episode it only had a few god-awful goofy scenes uh like rafi and rios on the thing and allison pill interacting with uh uh, picard sometimes on the uh la serena uh but overall, it was it was pretty good. It had some pretty good moments, but again, it was sloppy. I'm gonna agree with you guys and give it the grade that I would get in high school, um, like a B minus, like you're saying. 
All right. So I, I guess that do we want to wait for next week to give the season an all overall grade? Yeah. Yeah. So I think so next week, uh, uh, Judy, keep listening in. <laughs> uh, so I think next week we will uh, cover the season as a whole. Give our letter grades there. Um Talk about maybe what we wanted to see, um, things we would have changed, and uh, maybe do some speculation uh, for what might be coming up in season two. And also discuss the what this show is going to turn into in the presumably long wait between this season and the next. Yeah. Yes. So this show, our show, is not over yet. Uh, you can... <laughs> you can... Uh, you can contact us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Gmail at Plaid Lads Pod. Uh, send us any questions or concerns, witticisms or jisms. Um, <laughs> Comments, concerns, <laughs> criticisms or witticisms. Um, rate us five stars on iTunes or all of the other things. Um, and uh, leave us a review. All right, boys, until next week when we do our wrap-up for Star Trek Picard Season 1. Season 1? I'm not going to do any more more porn fan fiction. (laughs) But what I will say is... Ha! Ha ha ha! ha. Engage! (laughs) Yeah! Fucking, we got to switch to Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, we got to switch to Zoom. Oh, one more time. Ha! 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 Ha!